Hello. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. Welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I am your host and long lost hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach and I help women bounce their hormones naturally using food as medicine. It's been a while. It's been a very long while and I'm so sorry. And just know that there's not a day that went by that I didn't think about you. Okay. For real. Um, Just the end of last year was wild. I just last year, 2023 was the most insane year of my life, like career wise in some of the most incredible things happened, but I truly never took time to like slow down and, and process anything and let my nervous system catch up. So by the end of last year, I just couldn't hang. I was stuck in like a freeze state. Like my nervous system was overloaded And I really couldn't do more than like the bare minimum that I needed to do in terms of like surviving on Instagram and with my career. So obviously y'all know I didn't drop off the face of the earth. I was still on Instagram. I have partnerships and stuff like that. So just, it was the podcast that took, that took the backseat and I'm so sorry. And I've gotten so many DMs from you guys just saying like, are you going to come out with a new episode soon? And yes, I am here. I am back for good. This year is the year I blow this podcast up in a good way. Um, And I'm just so excited. I have so many big plans for it. I really want to have guests on it. I want to bring in like a video aspect of it so that you guys can watch it if you want to. I just, I love it so much. And it's so fun for me. Like this truly is, it's always been my dream to have a podcast. And I love listening to them and watching them and I'm just, I'm so excited to see where this goes and to have you along the journey with me. So happy new year, happy 2024. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday. I had such a nice Christmas with my family and we spent new years in incline. So Lake Tahoe, it was beautiful. December, I really just chilled you guys. I just took most of December off uh, and it was everything that I needed. I read a lot. I read and I have never received so many DMs in my life than when I posted A Court of Thorns and Roses or Akatar. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And let me just tell you, it's incredible. I'm obsessed. I didn't think I would be. I'm not, I've never been a fantasy girly, like fantasy book girly. I loved Nancy Drew when I was younger. I love thrillers. I love mysteries. No, this series is everything to me now. <laughs> I The way that I want to live in their world, I can't even explain it. If you've been on the fence, if you're like me, I don't like, I don't like fantasy. I don't know. I'm telling you, you need to read the series. You need to read the series, not to be dramatic, but it actually changed my life. I love it so much, but reader discretion is advised. It is very spicy. Okay. Very spicy. So spicy that I was like reading it at home alone in my own home. Okay. And I was blushing. I was looking around like, oh my gosh, am I, am I allowed to be reading this? And I'm almost 30 years old. So yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Just as good as everyone said it was. So if you need a new series to get hooked on, highly recommend, highly recommend. Um, I am also drinking a bone broth hot chocolate, which I always get asked. A lot of people think it's gross. It sounds gross. It's so good, but you have to use beef, 
bone broth. Okay, unflavored beef bone broth. And then you can use like non-dairy milk if you want, but I use organic A2 half and half to like make it a little creamy. And then I usually add a scoop of chocolate protein and then a scoop of the Just Ingredients uh, hot chocolate, superfood hot chocolate, which has like turmeric and cinnamon and cacao. It's amazing. High protein. Like this has like 30 grams of protein in basically a mug of it. It's the best. This is also random, but music I've been loving lately. Tate McRae. Tate McRae. I, I heard her songs on the radio here and there. Oh my gosh. Her song X's and her song Greedy. They, as someone who is like madly in love in a committed relationship, like gonna get you know, engaged, going to get married, all that good stuff. Listening to her music, it's giving reputation era. It's giving like breakup revenge. And I love it. I listen to it at the gym because look, we've all been through a breakup. I'm sure. I'm sure 90, at least 99% of us have. And you know that feeling after a breakup where you're like, I'm going to become the hottest. This is so vain, but I'm going to become the hottest version of myself ever. You go to the gym. You're taking care of everything. You are just on top of it. You're sleeping right. You're eating well. You're going to the gym and you just feel hot. Tate McRae's song X's does that for me. Like if I'm like, I don't really want to go to the gym. Uh, That's another thing. I've been trying to like be way more consistent with my workouts I put on that song and I go. It like gives me all the motivation I need, which is hilarious. That and the Jack Harlow song, Lovin' On Me, those two songs on repeat, on repeat. Also, I wish you guys could see this. I'm looking out the window right now and it is the most beautiful sunset, like cotton candy skies. I'm so grateful for the weather that we're having in California, but also like I want winter weather. Like I really want to go to our like Nevada house and just sit in the snow, except I don't want to get stuck there in the snow. You know, if you guys, how do you guys feel about me just talking about a bunch of different topics on this podcast? Like not just hormone health related stuff, but like just going full unhinged Emily and the year 2024. I, my favorite podcast host is Call Her Daddy is Alex Cooper, Father Cooper. I love her. I think she's an incredible podcast host, an incredible interviewer. I think she's hilarious. I think she's 100% herself all the time. And it's probably my top podcast besides like, it's probably Alex Cooper, Huberman Lab. So Andrew Huberman and Joe Rogan. Those are like my three podcasts for the most part. Those on repeat they're my favorite. It's like I get humor, I get self-development, I get a little bit of everything. So those are my top three. And I just, I want to branch out a little bit more for this podcast in 2024. So DM me, let me know how you feel about that. Do I have your permission to go fully unhinged? Thank you. Oh, also I did say on Instagram, and I got a lot of feedback about this saying so many of y'all are like in the same phase of your life right now. I made a post talking about how we plan to start trying for babies, obviously, in a year, a year or so, right? So that could mean I could be holding a baby in my arms in like two years, which feels crazy to me. Even when I got my, I just, I just got a car. I got a car a couple months ago and it's like a midsize. It's an Audi SQ5. It's my favorite car that I've ever had in my whole life. And it's like a midsize SUV. 
And I remember when I got it, like looking in the back seat, thinking to myself, because I always lease cars, so I will have it for the next three years, thinking like, oh my gosh, one day I'm going to look behind me and I'm going to see a car seat with a baby in it. My baby. Oh, I could cry right now. But yeah, so we plan to start trying in the next year or so. And I'm just so excited to share that journey with y'all. And I know so many of you are in the same boat preparing for pregnancy or your second kid or third or fourth or whatever. Um, And so there's going to be a lot more fertility content coming at you. Preconception, fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, all that good stuff. Um, I will be also adding all of those modules to my course. So when I tell you that I plan on having the Balance Bay Blueprint be like a hormone Bible of a course, a course that you can use for your whole entire life, you can look back on. One day when you have daughters and you want to teach them about their cycle, you'll still have the Balance Bay Blueprint to show them. I just, it is my goal to have it like to just add to it continuously, basically for the rest of my life (laughs) and just have it be like my life's work. So very excited for the fertility content, very excited for the baby content. Um, We've also been kind of starting to prepare for pregnancy in other ways. So this is a really fun, love this for me. Um, I, my tooth was hurting. My tooth was hurting a couple weeks ago. I was like, that's weird. Like it never really hurts. I don't know. It just felt sore. I go and I look in the mirror. You guys, I have a completely impacted wisdom tooth. My wisdom tooth is just sideways chilling in the back of my mouth. Just decided to come in, say hi, make itself at home. And that's really fun. I have really bad dental trauma sitting here talking about it like I start to get hot and like clammy my heart starts to race a little bit um when I was younger I had like a tooth infection like I think I was eight years old I had really bad teeth when I was younger and I had a tooth infection when I was like eight it woke me up in the morning like I woke up screaming crying and my mom had to take me to this random dentist obviously no normal dentists are open at five or six a.m right? So she took me to this weird, like urgent care, 24 seven dentist. And I, at the time, mind you, I was like eight, maybe, maybe younger than eight. I'm not sure. I could have been seven. Now I had an infection. So like an abscessed tooth. I also had some cavities. When I tell you they went to town on my mouth for three hours with zero Novocaine, no anesthesia, no laughing gas, nothing. I felt everything. The drill, like the sound of the drill still triggers me. Like it's so bad. It's so bad. I can remember crying. Like I can remember tears streaming down my face and they were just saying, saying like, don't worry, don't cry. We're killing the bugs. I can remember them saying that. Like this is how core trauma this is. So Yeah, I have really bad dental trauma. I don't like the dentist. And, you know, I haven't been to the dentist in two years. Okay, I'm going to call myself out. I'm not proud of it. I actually had a lot of shame around it um, until I guess right now, because then I told a couple people this week, a couple of my friends and like acquaintances, people I know on Instagram, and they're like, oh, I hate the dentist, too. I'm the same way. I haven't been in years. And I know I have a cavity and I'm too scared to go. I'm like, oh, okay, there's, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. So if you're terrified of the dentist and you've been putting it off, just know you're not alone and just make the appointment. Just make the appointment. Okay. I'm 29 and I was scared to call and make the appointment, but I did. So 
You can do hard things. Okay. So yeah, that's really fun. That's a really fun thing that I get to do next week. I have to go in on Friday for like a cleaning and x-rays and I'm really nervous. But the whole reason I started this tangent about dental work and cavities is because the more I dive into research about like preconception, fertility, all of this, all of this stuff, which I've known about, I've listened to podcasts and read books on, but now that I'm really diving into it, cavities are one of the biggest things. Like you do not want to overlook cavities if you are trying to get pregnant, if you are trying to work on your fertility, because it's literal decay in your mouth and it can cause widespread inflammation. It can mess with your immune system. If they get infected, it can be like even just a low level infection that your immune system is constantly trying to fight. So that is kind of, you know, it's, I saw that article about cavities and fertility after I was having my tooth pain and after I saw like, I know that I have cavities and I was like, okay, that's the push I needed. And you know, what's so interesting is not that it's not enough to do things for yourself, but I'm at a point in my life where again, like having a baby is on the horizon and every single thing that I do basically from now for the, not for the rest of my life, but for the next big chunk of my life will always have my future babies, like my future children in mind. Everything I'm doing now, every decision I make on a daily basis is with my fertility in mind. So I'm like, like I said, we're a year out. So I'm in the process of like, I am probably going to go to a more natural hair color. I'm not going to be as blonde anymore. I don't want to bleach my hair. I'm going to be like, I, I might stop getting my nails done or I'll at least go to like one of the like organic non-toxic nail salons. Again, I always preach balance, but in my opinion, when it comes to like fertility and like getting pregnant and staying pregnant and having a healthy baby, I, my balance is going to look a little different. It's going to look a lot different. I'm going to be way more cautious with what I put on and around and in my body. So yeah, if you're trying to get pregnant, um, check on your cavities. That is the moral of the story. Okay, you guys, I left you hanging. I'm not going to lie. I stopped recording right there. This is now a week later. Okay. I got a phone call and then uh, Daniel came home and then this week has just been wild. But where I left off was talking about my cavities and my wisdom teeth having some like weird pain. Well, I went to the dentist and I had her look at them and she looked at it and she said, oh, this tooth needs to come out. One of them, right? I still have three wisdom teeth. So she goes, I can take it out right now. And I go, what? Like, I was not prepared for that, guys. Now she looked at all of them and she was like, your bottom two need to come out, but you're going to have to go to an oral surgeon for that. They're close to the nerve, blah, blah, blah. My heart is palpitating right now. Okay. I do not like the dentist. And she goes in her Russian accent, my my dentist, Dr. Gallup, she's Russian. And she's like, Emily, do not worry. And I'm like, um, yeah, I'm a little worried, but okay. Yeah. Just take it out. Like if you can do it now, just take it out. Sure. And so she numbs me up, rips the tooth out of my mouth. And that was a week ago. Now I'm fine. It's fully healed. Like it was very easy. I was literally eating sweet green the next day. But I went to an oral surgeon for a consult this week and um, my appointment is scheduled for March 8th. So that's super exciting. I will finally have all my wisdom teeth taken out as an almost 30 year old. But 
Yeah. So you guys don't skip the dentist. Don't sleep on the dentist. Everything is connected. Our teeth are living. They're living things. They're parts of our body. It is so important to take care of your oral health. So yeah, that's just a little PSA for today. But I am something so exciting is happening. Also, I am just going to upload this right as soon as soon as I'm done recording it. I'm uploading this bad boy in a couple days. It's a Friday on Wednesday. I am flying to Dallas, Texas for something very exciting for a very exciting podcast interview. And I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. I don't know when it's going to air. I don't know what I don't know what, but it's big. It's big. And I'm so excited. I got an email yesterday from their team just about scheduling and stuff. And I got this email that's like, will you be needing hair and makeup? And I'm like, oh, really? Hair and makeup. Um, And it just felt so cool and so surreal. So I'm very excited for that. That is next week. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about myself now and I'm going to get into a Q&A. So I'm going to bring up some questions I've got asked on Instagram. Some are going to be personal. You guys know that when I like jump back into podcasting and I can't be bothered to create like a super structured podcast episode, I just do a Q&A. Um, I, I phone a friend, I ask the audience, uh, I have you guys ask me questions. And so here we go. But just so you know, the next few episodes after this, we're going to be talking about nervous system. Nervous system regulation is so important. So that's probably one of my like big focuses is going to be, but other than that, like, please DM me with any podcast topic requests, things you want me to talk about guests you want me to talk to all of that good stuff. Question number one. Okay. So some are personal, some are hormone related, health related. First one is period underwear. Period underwear, yes or no? Not for me. Not for me personally. Um, actually a lot of them have like really weird synthetic materials. So I'd only recommend if you can find like organic cotton ones with no weird stuff. Obviously, same goes for pads and tampons. I use the brand Garnu. Garnu pads and it's a conservative owned brand and their whole slogan is like for girls like periods are for girls only and so you know what I love that I love supporting them and lately I've just been using pads if I'm being honest they look I don't really have period pain at all and what I did have up until like recently was like a minor aching maybe a soreness maybe you can relate to maybe that sounds familiar to you Now, once I stopped using tampons, all of that disappeared. I have zero period pain now, like literally none since I switched to only using pads. It has changed my life. Now think about it. If you are putting something in inside of you for an extended amount of time, something that's like a tampon, even a menstrual disc or a cup, that's going to cause inflammation. That's going to cause pain, soreness. It's going to irritate you. I just, I, I'm telling you, switch to pads. You will not regret it. Or period underwear if you can find one that's like completely organic cotton. Oh, side note on the completely organic cotton <laughs> note. I, you guys, I have talked about coming out with merch. Bougie Crunchy is what it's going to say. I'm actually also in the process of trademarking that. Bougie Crunchy. And look, making merch is not as easy as it sounds, especially when it comes to quality, it's really important to me. I looked into organic cotton, very expensive. I mean, unless y'all are willing to spend 90 plus dollars on a sweatshirt, 
that's out of the cards. So then we just at least looked into 100% cotton, like no polyester, no weird synthetic blends. And that's definitely more doable. But it's just, it's hard. It's a process because I really want to work with like someone, maybe a small business owner. They do the embroidery, but then how do I ship it? Do they get shipped to me? Do I handle it? So I'm trying to figure out a way that's easiest and most convenient for everyone and at a price point that's going to work for everyone. So that's coming. I get a lot of questions. When's the merch coming? It's coming. I promise. I might actually collaborate with my friend's apparel company instead and just do it that way. So it would be a collab between us, which I think would just be a lot easier if they already have an apparel company. That whole process is streamlined and we can just kind of hit the ground running with these designs. So we're thinking bougie crunchy, but then we're also thinking something that says like make butter great again, just because I made a post recently talking about how you should be eating butter, more butter. It's so good. There's so many vitamins, minerals, nutrients, fats, cholesterol. It's just like, honestly, butter is a superfood. So we thought about one that says like make butter great again. I don't know. We're, we're spitballing a ton of ideas. Next question. And this one, ooh, this one is what, it, what are your thoughts on natural flavors? The, she says, this is my next rabbit hole after going down the seed oil rabbit hole. Maybe I should do a whole episode on like seed oils and natural flavors and preservatives and fillers and all of the crazy crap they put in our food nowadays. That's like not real food. But natural flavors, so if you didn't know, some natural flavors, quote unquote, are actually natural. So when it comes to like element, the mineral, like electrolytes that I drink, poppy, poppy is actually natural fruit extracts. And they just say natural flavors because it's like a proprietary blend, right? They don't want people stealing it. So it says natural flavors, but it's actually natural. But that is not always the case. And it's actually not usually the case. So for example, in the case of like raspberry and vanilla flavoring, and I'm so sorry if this is going to ruin you and scar you for life, it comes vanilla and raspberry natural flavoring is derived from something called castorium oil, which comes from, drum roll please, the anal gland of a beaver. Okay. I'm not, look it up y'all, look it up. I'm not lying. It is so disgusting in wild to me that they can call that natural, but they can. So that just gives you a little insight into like, quote unquote, what they can call natural and get away with. So yeah, natural flavors, not usually natural. If you're ever wondering, I mean, all of the brands that I consume, I've emailed them or I've looked it up. I've looked on their website. If you're ever wondering, like definitely email a company or reach out to them. And if they give you the runaround or they won't answer it, that's not a good sign. Next question. I love this one because I'm actually going to be doing a lot of traveling in the next couple months um, is what are your traveling recommendations? What are your travel tips, your travel hacks, how to support your hormones while traveling, TSA, all of that good stuff. So I avoid the big microwave time machine x-rays that they have in there. I opt for a pat down. So what that looks like is you go through security just like you would. Once you get to the front and you put your bags on the conveyor belt, you tell the TSA agent, I'm opting out. I am opting out of the x-ray. They might give you attitude. Ignore them. Don't worry. Don't worry about them. They might huff and they might puff, but like who cares? This is your life and your body and your choice. Sometimes I just tell them I'm pregnant because then they don't really ask questions. And that's another thing. Think about that. When they're like, 
oh, it's safe. The x-ray is safe, blah, blah, blah. Okay, if it's so safe, why don't pregnant women and children go through it? Hmm, think about that one. So first off, I opt for a pat down. Now, I also bring my own food. If it's a longer flight, if it's a long flight, I don't trust airport food. Now, luckily, we've gotten lucky. We've actually gotten a few new restaurants and like the terminal that we usually go to at our airport that have some really good options. But on a plane, you're not going to really have anything. So I always bring food on the plane. And you guys can bring food through security, through TSA. It can go through the conveyor belt. Like, it's fine. As long as you don't have liquids, you're totally good. Even like I've gotten Burger Lounge to go before, before the airport and all the sauce containers, they're under whatever, 3.4 ounces. They go through security just fine. So I'll even make food at home. I'll make like little protein pancakes. I will make burger patties. I'll bring fruit. I'll bring snacks, just obviously not yogurt or liquid or anything like that. Now, while on the plane, I try to sit towards the back of the plane. I've looked into a lot about like EMFs and airplanes. And literally when you're in an airplane, you're in like an EMF tin can. Okay. All the EMFs are just concentrated in there. They're bouncing around. Everyone is on their phone. Everyone's using the Wi-Fi. So if you sit in the back of the plane, you actually don't, you're not exposed to as much EMFs. So I try to sit the back of the plane when I'm on the plane, what do I do? Let's see. I I try to get up and like, even if I don't have to go to the bathroom, I'll get up like once an hour just to get my blood going. I drink a ton of water. I mean, even if I'm on like an hour flight, hour and a half flight, which is most of the places I go are an hour away from me. So I'm not usually on long flights, but I'll drink a full, like a full water bottle full of like 30 ounces usually. And I do not use the filtered water stations, like the free water at airports, I don't trust their filters. So I'll usually go to one of the little kiosks. I'll find like a sparkling mineral water or just a bottled smart water or something like that. I trust, I honestly will trust water in a plastic bottle long before I trust those like free filtered water stations. And then I'm not going to go on forever about my whole my whole travel situation. Um, I, I think I've done a whole episode on this about like traveling, flying and how I handle that, eating out at restaurants, all of that good stuff. But what I really try to focus on is keeping my routine the same. So I bring all any supplements that I'm taking. I bring my Armra. I bring my peak tea. I bring I don't drink like hotel coffee. So I bring my own like decaf instant espresso and King Coffee, which is another instant coffee. It's like organic, tested for mold, all that good stuff. I'll make my own coffee in the hotel room. I bring, oh, powdered coconut milk or coconut milk powder I buy from Thrive Market. I'm obsessed. It's so perfect because you can add it to your coffee. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. Perfect for travel. Then I'll add like a packet of collagen usually. So I try to keep my routine the same. I will literally pack lemons with me lemons and salt to have my morning salty lemon water. I try to keep it all the same. My morning routine stays the same. I'll even like go to a hotel gym or walk around and it just helps me feel so grounded. And then whether I'm traveling, when I come back home, I don't feel like I need a day or two to like recalibrate and get back into my routine. Oh, and my last tip is that I usually like staying in Airbnbs over hotels. I just find that I have more space, more room, 
more access to things, more appliances. Like I said, like hot water, like there's usually a hot water kettle. Um, and just, I just feel better. And to be honest, when I first started staying at Airbnbs and I will say Daniel still kind of feels this way, he feels like he's in someone else's house and in someone else's bed. And it's kind of weird for him, but like, I don't mind it at all. I actually really, really prefer it obviously, unless I'm staying at like a nice resort. But if I'm going somewhere for multiple days, I love being in an Airbnb. The next question is asking what my daily routine is. And this is probably going to be, I'll go super detailed. Let's just go super detailed. This will probably close out this episode. And I know it was like kind of shorter and maybe I rambled and I'm sorry if you hated it, but if you're still here, hello, I love you. And I'm so happy you're still here and listening and interested in this. So, okay. Lately, I'll tell you what my routine is lately. Lately, I wake up and I've actually trained my body. This is so wild. I go to bed. I get in bed at about, let's say, 9.30. I'm asleep by 10. And lately, I don't do anything before bed. Like I get in bed Daniel, Daniel stays up later than me. So he usually gets in bed. He'll get in bed with me and he'll be on his phone. But we have our little like red light bulbs. We have like red lights in our room so that we're not messing with our melatonin. He wears his blue light blockers. You guys, I just lay there and stare at the wall basically for like 20 minutes. And I'll talk to Daniel, but I have like no stimulation. I am not reading. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not watching a show. I'm just sitting there, like literally staring at a wall. And I know that sounds insane. I love it. It really just like helps me chill out. And before before we get in bed, we usually watch a show. Like Daniel gets home around 8 and he'll have like he'll eat we'll hang out we'll talk we'll talk about our day we'll watch a show and then we get up at 9 30 and I literally just stare at the wall and I was a girly that up until pretty recently I religiously would watch a show before bed like put my laptop on because I was like no tvs in the bedroom we will not have a tv in our room which might change soon because I kind of want to get a projector because that's not actually blue light So I thought that would be really fun. It's not like a screen. Anyways, I'm super against TVs in the bedroom, but then we would sit and we would turn my laptop on and we would watch Love Island or something just so silly and disarming and just like would just be able to turn my brain off, right? And I was like, I don't want to keep doing this. Like I don't want to watch and I would wear my blue light blocking glasses, right? All that good stuff, protect my melatonin, And I would still sleep great. Like I still slept amazing. I didn't have sleeping issues, but I was like, I don't like it. I felt like I was relying on watching the show to help turn my brain off. And I didn't want that. So anyways, now I just literally stare at the wall. I talk to Daniel. I'll lay there. I'll like tell him this sounds so weird. I'll like tell him to talk to me about what he's watching on whatever he's doing. I'm like, can you just narrate what you're doing to me? And I just listen to him and it like lulls me to sleep kind of. And then I just put my earplugs in. I put my eye mask on. I go to bed. Anyways, I'm asleep by 10 p.m. every night. That is my goal. Now I wake up. I've been trying to train myself to wake up naturally at 5.30. So I sleep through the entire night. I don't wake up to pee anymore. I talked about this. I take 
I used to drink a, like a sleepy girl mocktail, but I feel like all that liquid was affecting me. So now, and the recipe is in my feed, I switched from drinking a tart cherry sleepy girl mocktail to tart cherry gummies. So no more like liquids before bed because I felt like that was affecting it. I was still sleeping really well, but I was like, I'm sick of waking up to pee. So I turned the recipe into gummies. They're amazing. It's like eating candy before bed, but tart cherry juice really doesn't have that much sugar. So, and the glycine and obviously gelatin has protein in it. So they don't affect my blood sugar whatsoever. I sleep like a rock. I have a few of these gummies before bed. I sleep all the way through the night and I've been training myself to wake up at 5.30. So I'll like lay in bed and I'll be like, okay, Emily, you're going to wake up at 5.30. Y'all, for three nights in a row now, I have woken up like almost exactly at 5.30. I feel great. I immediately reach over to my nightstand where I have my phone. My phone's on airplane mode and do not disturb while I'm asleep, okay? So nothing's coming through. Nothing's getting to me, which actually used to freak me out because like what if something happens to my family? I don't know. That still kind of scares me, but I feel like I need to have my phone on airplane mode when I sleep so it doesn't affect my brain and my body with the EMFs, which actually used to freak me out a little bit because what if something happens to like a family member, my parents, my sister, my brother, and I'm obviously unreachable, okay? I'm unreachable, but it's just... Oh, well, it is what it is. So my phone's like on the other side of my nightstand, more than like 16 inches away, which is, look, ideally it would be in the other room, but it's, we're just not at that point yet. So it's on the other side of my nightstand, but before I go to bed, I get my meditation ready. So I like bring up the meditation. I do this Joe Dispenza meditation on Spotify. I get it ready to go. I have it like downloaded for offline listening. I have my headphones right on top. The second I open my eyes, the second I wake up, I blindly reach over. I take my earplugs out. I put my headphones on with my eye mask still on. Boom. I pop my meditation on and I'm obsessed with it. It's just the Joe Dispenza morning meditation. It's 24 minutes long. I turn that on and I do that for 24 minutes. I'm usually done right at 6 a.m. I get up. I drink my lemon water. I make a little snack. Lately, it's just been yogurt and cottage cheese with some blueberries, just something small but high in protein. And then another thing that I haven't really told you all about, I stopped drinking caffeine. I stopped drinking caffeine, if you can believe it. I still drink coffee because I love coffee. It brings me so much joy. I will never not drink coffee because it's absolutely delicious and I love it but I stopped drinking caffeine. So I did this mid-December just to see how I would feel, okay? And I don't drink that much caffeine or coffee anyways. Like I've always drank half-calf. So I mix decaf beans and regular beans. I drink half-calf and my espresso machine, I would make three shots of espresso in the morning. So it's like literally six ounces of coffee, but only half calf. So it's one and a half shots total. And I'm like, that's not even that much coffee. So I don't think it could be affecting me that much, but I just felt this like intuitive, like pull to really basically stop drinking coffee and see what would happen for my stress levels, my mental clarity. And I just feel like I, I read this or I watched this video that talked about how you don't really, if you're someone that's been drinking coffee forever, you literally don't know 
who you are outside of like being caffeinated, right? Isn't that crazy to think about? Like you don't know your baseline state if you always wake up and you like drink coffee and then maybe you have an afternoon coffee and then whatever you go through your day, you go to bed. So I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And so I went down to then one shot of coffee a day, which was technically half a shot of espresso. And then I bought decaf instant espresso, which later changed to purity coffee decaf. I love purity. They're tested for mold, mycotoxins. It's super clean, organic. But I just switched to like this organic instant coffee from Sprouts to add that with hot water just in the meantime to see how it was. You guys, I feel so much more clear. Like I am mentally more clear. I feel sharper. I feel more present. This is going to sound so dramatic, but time moves slower. Like I don't know how to explain it. And the crazy thing is I didn't even get headaches. Like I didn't even have caffeine withdrawal issues. I think it's because I like kind of weaned down slowly. I went down to that one shot, which is only half a shot. And then now I'm just decaf and I love it. So back to my morning routine, 6 a.m. I have a little snack and then I have like a decaf latte. I love that. And then I'll usually sit down, I watch a devotional. So I watch lately it's morning with mornings with the masters. I'll watch their devotional. I do my five minute journal, five minute. Yeah, I think it's called five minute journal. I got it at Target. I love it. It's so easy. And then I'll read my Bible for a little bit. This has been something that I've really been trying to be more disciplined with, especially after I read the entire Akatar series in two weeks, which is probably like 2000 pages at least. And so after that, I was like, okay, Emily, you can read the Bible. Like what, why are you so intimidated? So I just started and I just read a little bit every day and I've really been liking it. I really like it. So that's like the first hour of my day, right? Between 5.30 and 6.30. At 6.30, I will dunk my face in a bowl of ice water. Uh, I've been doing this for months, months and months, and I love it so much. I do it mainly like for the skin benefits. I feel like it wakes me up. It makes my skin look so glowy and tight. It just feels really good. And I look forward to it every day now. It also can support like your nervous system, your vagus nerve, your heart rate variability, all that good stuff. But I mostly just love the way it makes my skin look. Now, I was trying to do a little 30 second cold shower and I made it for a couple days and then I dropped off and then I did one day. And I'm not doing it for like cold plunging benefits because I really don't think women should be cold plunging all the time. We're just, again, women are not small men, okay? We're different. We have different cycles. We have a 28 to 35 day cycle, not a 24 hour cycle like men. So our stress response, like all of that's different and more sensitive. So if you're listening to this, like, okay, Emily, when should I cold plunge? The best time is going to be like your follicular phase. So not on your period and then not during ovulation or the two weeks before your period, just because your stress, like your stress threshold is lower. Um, your body is just much more on high alert, more responsive to stress. So anything above that threshold can tip the scale and lead to more inflammation. So I was trying to do the 30 second cold shower to build mental toughness. I was trying to do it for the mental aspect. And this is my reminder, I think, to get back into it because 
let's say you do something really hard and like sucky at the beginning of the day. Okay, taking a 30 second cold shower is the longest 30 seconds of your life for sure, but it's not fun. And if you are voluntarily doing hard things, hard, uncomfortable things that you do not want to do first thing in the morning, then when other hard things happen in your life, other hard challenges arise, obviously involuntarily, you can handle them with more discipline. And you're like, okay, if I voluntarily do hard things, then when those things, when those challenges arrive, you're much more mentally capable of tackling them. So that was the goal. And that still is the goal. But I do my face water, ice water face dunk at about 6.30. I do my morning skincare routine, which is like vitamin C serum, toner. I love Dime Beauty. It's like non-toxic skincare and all of their stuff comes in these beautiful glass bottles. I love it. So it's their toner. It's their vitamin C serum. Then I use some Coco Kine products. I've been using a resurfacing cream, like a bunch of stuff. I do that. I do my gua sha and then I do my skincare, I do my makeup and then I go to the gym. I love having my makeup done. This is maybe an unpopular opinion. I love being fully ready and then going to the gym. And yeah, does it kind of suck? Like, yeah, I get sweaty. It kind of messes up my hair for the day, but it is so worth it. I was kind of like trying to switch to afternoon workouts because I read some research that said that's when like your cortisol and your testosterone is at an optimal point. But I just, I love working out in the morning. It works for me. I've always been an early bird. Always. Uh, Daniel's not. He is like a nighttime afternoon workout kind of guy. I have so much energy in the morning. It is when I'm the most productive, when I'm the most creative, when I'm the most in flow. And if I don't work out in the morning, it's not going to happen, girlies. It's just not. And so I go to the gym. So I finish my makeup and then usually end up going to the gym around 7.15. Lately, the workouts that I've been doing are Rachel's on Instagram. She's Rachel's Good Eats. Her name is Rachel DeVoe. I have followed her on Instagram, Rachel's Good Eats, for so long. She's probably one of my favorite people on the internet by far. I love everything she shares. Her recipes are amazing. And her strength guide, her good sweat strength guide, the strength guide is for the gym. So if you are at home workout girlies, just do her good sweat guide. But her strength guide is for the gym. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I love the way these workouts make me feel. They're just challenging enough. I can push myself. There's enough variety. They're only like 30 minutes long. It's perfect. So I'll do a little incline walk. I do a workout, a little cool down walk. And then I get on with my day. Then it's 9 a.m. And I start my work day, usually figure out like what reel I'm going to post that day whatever I'm going to work on, whether I have partnerships to film. I'm actually also in the process of revamping my entire online course. So the Balance Bay Blueprint is getting like a massive makeover. This is not just a facelift. This is like a full body <laughs> renovation, a full body redo. I am updating every single module. I'm kind of rebranding it. I'm adding more information to this, to all of the, the presentation slides, to all of the video modules. I'm adding new modules. I'm adding new guides. I'm going to increase the price significantly just because of everything that I'm adding. This is like a hormone Bible. This is the course. I want this course to be 
something that you can use in every, that any woman can use in every phase of her life and can have as a resource forever. So when you enroll in the Balance Bay Blueprint, you have access forever. And where, whenever you sign up, you have access to any and all future updates, additions, like you get grandfathered in. If you enroll now, the price is $397. Let's say later I add four more modules. I raise the price to $1,000. You got grandfathered in at the $397 price. And so you have everything that those girls that are paying $1,000 for, you already got locked in. So this is coming up in the next month or so. I'm not sure if I'm going to close enrollment like close during construction or if I'm going to keep enrollment open. So if you've been on the fence about signing up for the Balance Bay Blueprint, like this is your sign and you can always use the code podcast for $100 off the course, making it $297, which is, you guys, when I tell you everything I did to heal and change my life and balance my hormones and clear my acne and lose weight and heal my gut, it's all in this course. So like you were $297 away from changing your entire life. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, so that's kind of how I've been spending my days lately, just creative work or whatever. My workday ends, and I'm so grateful that it does at this time. My workday ends at like three. That's just when I'm tapped. I wake up at 5.30 a.m. I get my deep work done. And at 3 p.m., my brain is just, we're done. We're done for the day. We're clocking out. We're going home. We're retiring. So at 3 p.m., I usually, I used to try to push through it and now I'm like, no. So at 3 p.m., I will shut my laptop, stop doing whatever I'm doing and I will go on a walk. This is kind of the way that I have now trained my brain to switch between work mode and like play, relax, feminine, soft girl. I'm calling it my teddy bear era. How, how do we feel about that? Teddy bear era. Maybe I should make merch that says that too. I know people say like soft girl era, feminine, I like, I'm in my teddy bear era. Also, I'm like dyeing my hair darker. So I feel like I kind of identify as a teddy bear now. But so yeah, teddy bear era, we're just soft. We just chill out. This is when teddy bear mode turns on at about 3 p.m. I go for a walk. I don't listen to like self-development during this time. This is when I just become a, just a person, okay? Not little ray of health, not like work, Emily, just me, just me. And I lately, I actually talked about podcasts at the beginning of this episode, but who I have been obsessed with lately, um, when it comes to just like funny conversational, it's two best friends. It's called Giggly Squad and it's Hannah Burner and Paige DeSorbo. And it is lately my favorite thing ever. So I'll listen to that on my walk. I just can just turn my brain off, giggle, have fun. And then I come back. I'll usually just like settle in. I change into comfies, change into my comfy clothes. And then maybe I'll tidy up whatever I was doing that day. And then I'll make dinner. I am an early dinner girly. This is the longest explanation of my, my freaking daily routine ever. But I'm just giving you guys an inside scoop. Maybe I should start doing YouTube videos. Do you guys want me to do like morning routine, nighttime routine, day in the life, what I eat? Like, do you guys want that? Do you guys want YouTube videos? I really am just trying. Obviously, I'm obsessed with hormones. They're my entire life. I love them so much. Like, I love periods. I love hormones. 
that is what I'm, this is my ministry, right? Like this is what I'm here to do. And I know that, but I kind of want to branch out a little. I kind of want to like be more friends. Okay. I want to get to know, I want y'all to get to know me on like a human level. And I just feel like that would be such a fun outlet and just a such, such a fun way to connect. Also, side note on that, I don't know, this is not even connected at all, but I really want to come, come out with, is that the word that I want? I want to plan some kind of in-person retreat, okay? Whether it's like, I don't want it to be a big conference and I also don't want it to be like really expensive, like outland, like we're not flying to Costa Rica. This isn't gonna be crazy, crazy. But I wanna meet you, okay? I wanna meet y'all in person. I am sick of this living just in my DMs. This needs to be in real life. And last year I spoke at a, a conference, a summit, the Young Women's Leadership Summit in, I, I talked about it at the beginning of this episode, but it was the most amazing time ever because I got to squeeze and hug and meet so many of you that would just like come up to me and they're like, oh my God, I love you. And I'm like, I love you. Like, I love you. And I'll get messages sometimes that's like, I feel like we're friends. I'm like, we are friends. And I just, let's be friends in real life. So I'm trying to plan, you guys, I have so many plans. Blow up this podcast, like blow up a YouTube channel, plan an in-person event, come out with merch. I have a lot, I have a lot going on, which is another reason why we're not having kids right now, like at least until for at least another year. Okay. Any ways back to my daily routine. Oh my Lord. Reel it in. Um, okay. So then I make dinner. I'm an early dinner girly. I'm a 5 p.m. dinner girly. I might as well be 85 years old. I love it. I love eating dinner early. It just, it, I feel better. I sleep better. I don't like, there is nothing worse than going to bed with a full stomach. Absolutely nothing worse. So I love eating dinner around 5 p.m. So I'll cook dinner. I'll pop open a can of poppy. I'll pour it in a wine glass. I'll put on some like jazz music. That's another thing I've been into lately, which sounds so weird. I love playing jazz, like cozy coffee shop jazz, or I'll like literally search like jazz to make dinner to. And uh, people, the people of Spotify, I love you guys because you make some of the best playlists. Like I'm so grateful for all the strangers that I will never meet that have created the most epic playlists that I listen to and that are the soundtrack to my daily life. So I'll play some jazz. I'll make some dinner. Now I told you guys, Daniel doesn't usually get home till 730 or eight. He works Tuesday through Friday. So his shop, he's a business owner. His shop is open four days a week. So for four nights a week, I'm alone. I'm alone for dinner. I just cook for one person. I actually love it. I love it. I, I used to think I was just an extrovert. I actually think I'm an extroverted introvert. I love people. I live for it. But for every hour that I spend socializing, I need like that tenfold in time alone. And my mom told me I've always been this way. She's like, Emily, when you were little and you would get home from play dates or you would get home from like birthday parties, you would need like at least two hours to chill out and calm down before you went to bed. And I was like, I am still that same little girl. So yeah, I actually love like cooking dinner by myself, eating dinner by myself. And then sometimes I'll take a bath. Sometimes I'll just watch TV. This is the time to just do 
whatever I want to do. And granted, I don't have kids yet. Okay. So like, this is the luxury before you come at me and you're like, enjoy it now while you can. I am, I am, I'm fully aware that this is not how it will be. So yeah, some nights feel really long though, especially with daylight savings. Like that hour between like 637 when I am done with dinner, I've gone on my post dinner, like 15 minute walk around the block to help my blood sugar. I've done the dishes. I have gotten ready for bed. I've taken my makeup off. I've done my skincare. I've like done my full turn down service to get my bed ready. That 7 to 8 p.m. waiting for Daniel to get home, that does sometimes get really lonely, okay? And I've been trying, something that I really wanna focus on this year is not just thinking that the day is over when it gets dark. This is such a thing, like I don't know if I just go into hermit mode, but I wanna go out with girlfriends, I wanna get dinner, I wanna go to like maybe a late night, like a candlelit yoga class or a Pilates class or pottery or painting or just something where like, I feel like in my brain now I'm stammering and I'm just, I'm not even going to edit this. We're just uploading it. But I feel like as it stands now, once the, once it gets dark, I'm like, oh, the day's over. I can't go out. I'm not driving. I'm not going anywhere. Like the day's over, but it's not, it's only 5 PM. And so I really want to commit to that this year of like making plans, even if it's just signing up for, like I was saying, like a yoga class or a, a Pilates class or something like that. I just don't want to keep spending my nights doing nothing. So yeah, then Daniel will get home around 7.30 or 8. I will make his dinner. I meal prep for him. So I really just heat up his dinner. He has been eating. You guys, he's the most simple person. I love him to death. He's been eating bone broth rice. He loves it. Bone broth rice. There's no secret to this. You just cook rice with bone broth instead of water and then lots of butter and bone broth rice and ground beef. And he likes it one of two ways, either as a burger bowl which I add like bread and butter pickles and then this like copycat in and out sauce, which I'm like, I either buy one that does not have canola oil or I've made it or whatever. So he's either eating a burger bowl or he loves beef and rice with sun-dried tomatoes and goat cheese. Like he's been eating that for breakfast, not not breakfast, not breakfast, lunch and dinner, but lunch and dinner for, I'm not even kidding, probably a year he rotates some variation of ground grass-fed ground beef and bone broth rice. So if you're trying to get your men on the health hype, your husbands, your spouses, your boyfriends, your fiancés, your partners, your families, I'm telling y'all, bone broth rice and ground beef, it's so hearty and nourishing and delicious and you can jazz it up any way you want, right? You can make it into a burrito bowl, a burger bowl. You can add, like I was saying, like pesto and goat cheese and sun-dried tomatoes and make it kind of an Italian spin. There's just so many things you can do. So that's a hack and it's literally the most simple thing. It takes me not even an hour to prep his meals, all of them, and then five minutes to whip it up. So he gets home at 7.30 or 8. I make his dinner. We kind of, we talk about our days. We'll connect. We sit on the couch. We cuddle. We watch a show. And then we get in bed. And then it starts all over again. And then weekends are obviously, not that anything goes, but weekends are different. Um, I'll sleep in if I want to. I, I like to work out with him. So I don't work out first thing in the morning on the weekend. I'll make pancakes. We walk to like our local coffee shop to get, I'm obsessed with my local coffee shop has something they call it the Santiago, but it is a spicy mocha. It is so freaking good. 
I'm going to try to make it at home and then I'll post the recipe. But it's obviously I get decaf, decaf espresso, and then it has their like organic cacao powder they use, ginger, cayenne, cinnamon, and then I get it sweetened with stevia or they have like brown sugar and then coconut milk, whatever kind of milk it is. I'm addicted to it. I'm obsessed. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm probably going to go get it after this. And then I always bring a packet of collagen powder with me to the coffee shop and then I'll add it in there for some extra protein. That's probably my biggest hack. I go, I always get asked like, how can I eat more protein? Because y'all, if there's one thing you take from me this year, please eat more protein. Like, please, it is so good for you for so many different reasons. And I'm not going to dive into all of it today, but if the one thing you focused on was eating 120 grams of protein a day, I promise you, you will feel so much better. And you really just have to make a conscious effort. There are some like tips and tricks and hacks, of course, but it really just comes down to making a conscious effort to eat more protein. It can be easy to overeat other things when we're not satisfied enough because we're not eating enough protein. Eating more protein helps me not overeat in other ways. I'm not hungry during the day. I'm satisfied. I don't have cravings. Like usually, here's the thing. You don't have a sugar cravings problem most of the time. You have a protein deficiency problem. There's something called like, I, I'm i gonna, I don't even know what the word is. I'm too lazy to look it up, but it's something like the protein satisfaction hypothesis, protein something hypothesis. And it basically says that until your body gets enough protein, you will continue to like overeat in other ways because your body is searching for protein. So think about something like almond butter or peanut butter. Now, when we eat that, like we want more and more. Here's the reason why is because our body is like, oh, okay, we got a little bit of that, but that wasn't enough protein. So it makes you crave more and more and more and you eat more and more and more because your body will continue to crave it and want it until it gets enough protein. So if we can kind of bypass all of that and just actually eat enough protein, we won't trigger those same like responses and those same cravings, which is so insane, but it really works. Anyways, this might be my longest episode uh, ever ever, ever of me just talking about kind of nonsense. So I'm going to wrap it up here. I am so sorry I made you wait so long for an episode that's just me rambling, but I promise you my goal this year by the end of the year is to upload a hundred episodes in the year 2024. So that means more than two episodes a week. I have some catching up to do because it's like almost the end of January. So What we're going to do is we're going to be uploading two episodes a week. Friday episodes are going to be the long ones, okay? 45-ish minutes, long episodes. And then Mondays will be like short and sweet little motivations. Maybe it's just things I'm loving, things I want to share, funny things that happen over the weekend. But please DM me with any podcast topic requests, things you want me to talk about, people you want me to interview, more you want me to hear about. Do you love just hearing me ramble? Do you want to hear me talk about like current events? Now, they would probably still be under the context of like health and wellness and hormone health or at least things I'm interested in. I'm not really going to be talking about celebrities and pop culture per se, um, unless it pertains to 
kind of health and wellness, if that makes sense. So for example, like, I don't know if you guys have seen all of the ballerina farm controversy. Her name is Hannah. And I think her last name is Neelyman. Hannah Neelyman. And her Instagram handles ballerina farm. She's beautiful Mormon woman. She's married. She has eight. She just had her eighth child. They live on a farm. She makes sourdough. It is like, I love following her on Instagram. And look, I love following like unrealistic, not unrealistic, but I love following people that are like kind of not relatable, that are unrelatable. I just, I do. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to follow people whose lives are wildly different than mine, whether it's women that only fly first class and they're millionaires and they're like have diamonds the size of my face. I love it. I think it's so fun to see what's out there. Now, the ballerina farm controversy, her husband is the heir to the JetBlue fortune, okay? His dad is like the founder of JetBlue and and a couple different other airlines. So they're wildly rich, but I don't understand why anyone cares about that. Like they're basically saying like, she is setting unrealistic expectations and it's unattainable. Like her stove, for example, that she bakes her beautiful sourdough bread in costs $35,000. But they live on a farm and they have cows. They, they live this beautiful, beautiful lifestyle and they sell products. They sell their meat. She sells sourdough. They have so many different things and everyone is just like, well, it was given to them. But I don't know why anyone should care about that. I don't know. It's just so weird to me. Weigh in. Weigh in on this ballerina farm controversy because I don't get it. I think we should let them do whatever they want to do. I don't know why we should care so much about what their family is doing or just because they have money, are they not allowed to share these things? It's it's kind of weird to me. Um, and then recently, she just had her eighth child, eighth home birth, beautiful baby. She has a beautiful family. And a week after she had this baby. Now she's also a pageant, a pageant girl. She's been competing in pageants like basically her whole life. After she just had her eighth child, one week later, she was competing in a pageant. Now, what people don't understand, I think, is that she has contracts. So I'm sure she didn't love that it was one week after she gave birth, but she has contracts. She has to compete in these things. She's, I think, like Mrs. USA or Miss, it's, I don't even know, but you guys can look into it. Or I'm sure some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But after she just had her eighth child, like one week postpartum, she was competing in a pageant. Women were outraged, outraged, which is so insane to me. Um, Just saying that like, this is so unrealistic. She shouldn't be doing this. But I don't understand why women think it's okay to tell other women what they should be doing with their bodies. This is her eighth child, okay? This is not her first rodeo. She has had eight kids now. I think she knows her body. She knows what it's capable of. And she brought her baby with her. It's not like she left her baby at home to go compete in this pageant. I'm sure her husband was there. Her baby was there. I just, I don't know. I don't get the outrage. So all of that to say, do you guys like when I talk about these kinds of topics? Like, let me know just because I really want to branch out on this podcast and have it more of like a conversation. We feel like we're friends hanging out. You can listen to me on your drive home. You can listen to me on when you're on a walk while you're just hanging out at home cleaning. That's my goal. That's how I love to listen to podcasts. So 
Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up now. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please give it five stars because it really, really helps my podcast. And yeah, I promise I will see you in just a couple days because that's how it's going to work now. You're going to be here. Prepare to be sick of me, okay? Prepare to be sick of me. Please come DM me and say hi if you listened to this episode, if you liked it, and if you didn't like it. Like genuinely, if you didn't like it, something about it, let me know. Be, be nice though because I am a sensitive girly, but let me know. I'm always open to feedback. Okay, I love you so much. Bye.